Welcome to this week's episode of the Dad Improvement Podcast. I am your host, Sean Colloran, and this week we're going to be talking about what to do after a blow-up with your child. We all know that feeling of a kid pushing our buttons and pushing our buttons until finally the lid pops and you absolutely go off on them. You know they probably didn't deserve it, but you do it anyway because you are at your limit. So this week we're going to be talking about what to do after you have reached that point. Now, before we talk about what to do after this happens, we should talk about two things that we should be doing long before this happens. This isn't going to prevent it from happening in the future, but it is going to lessen the effects and hopefully you will have less of these times where you blow your lid like this. The first thing that I want to talk about is Long before you ever lose it on your kids, you should be setting firm boundaries. And this can be age-appropriate boundaries. If it's toddlers or little kids, then obviously you know there are a lot more rules. If they're older teenagers starting to grow up, then there's fewer rules, but they still have to be set in place. Your children need to know them, you need to know them, and you need to uphold them. If you have a teenager and you have a curfew of 10 o'clock and they decide that they're going to go out with your friends and the friends are staying out until 11 and they ask if they can stay out past curfew, maybe you don't want to let them stay out past curfew this first time because they brought it up the day of. And they should know because you have talked about it and discussed it with them that there is a firm boundary on the curfew at 10 o'clock. But if they would like in the future at a day that's not in the heat of the moment, you can talk about their curfew. Bring them into the discussion. Allow them to state their reason for wanting to stay out later with friends. And actually take that into account if you are going to set a new time for their curfew. The second thing you want to do before a kid pushes your buttons is recognize what those buttons are. Figure out what your triggers as a parent are. There's a lot of triggers that are common throughout people. A lot of the crying, won't eat, throwing stuff around the house, uh, trash in a room for no reason. That gets under everybody's skin. But then there might just be particular ones. I've talked about it on an episode in the past of the triggers that me and my wife find, like putting your kid in the car. Not everyone is going to have a hard time putting their child in the car. I don't seem to mind that so much, but if my son gives my wife a hard time with getting in the car, it really sets her off. So she knows that that is a trigger for her. So you want to know what those little things are that your kids are going to do to push their boundaries before it happens so that you can recognize it when you're in the moment. The faster you can recognize it, the faster you can stop yourself from making the situation worse. Okay, so let's talk about something that you may run into as a parent. You wake up late, you sit in traffic, you go to work, work is a pain in your neck, you sit in traffic coming home, you go to make dinner, there's nothing in the fridge, you pull together whatever leftovers and peanut butter sandwich you can make for the kids. The kids have been inside all day, it's raining, they're chaos unleashed, and finally, you get to bedtime. So you're asking your kids, Hey, can you guys go brush your teeth, get ready for bed? They ignore you, they keep playing. You ask them again, you ask them again, you ask them again. 
Finally, you start telling them, hey, go brush your teeth, it's time for bed. They're still ignoring you, running around, playing, whatever. Finally, you ask one more time nicely, and you get nothing. No answers, no anything. So you snap, and you yell at them. Go brush your teeth. Go, do it now. And you look down at them, and they're looking back at you, and you can see that you startled them by getting so loud and aggressive, and you can see the little bit of fear on their face. Now what? First and foremost, you are clearly dysregulated in this moment. It wasn't this moment that started it. It was what has happened all day long that led up to this moment that has caused you to have this outburst. But it is on your small children who, yes, were behaving a little bit chaotically, but they didn't do anything wrong. So you can see the error in your way, but you are completely dysregulated in the moment. So you have to take some time to now regulate. If you have a partner, have them do the bedtime routine. Allow them to take the children and go do something away from you. If you have to go sit down in a different room, have a breath, relax, read a chapter of a book, whatever it is that gets you back into a regulated state, go ahead and take that time to do that. Next, I want you to realize that what your child was doing was totally normal for that child. Kids don't listen. They push boundaries. That's the whole point. They're testing out their abilities. They're trying to learn what is right and what is wrong. They're not doing this on purpose. It is totally developmental and it is normal. Now, on the other side of that coin, your reaction to that situation is also normal. You, just like your child, is learning. You're learning this all for the first time. So if you aren't able to keep your calm when your kid doesn't listen to you for 15 times in a row, it's normal for you to have an outburst or to not have any patience with them by the time that that happens. The next thing I want you to do is to apologize. I know this sounds counterintuitive. You would think to yourself, well, it was the kid that wasn't listening, but it was your inability to handle that situation properly as an adult. Children are children. They're just that. Their underdeveloped brains don't have the capacity to push buttons on purpose like that. They didn't mean any harm by it. They're just children. You are the adult in this situation, and it is your job to teach them. Not to mention, if they're losing their shit at bedtime instead of brushing their teeth, go backwards in the day. Is it later than normal? Did they eat more sugar than usual? Have they had too much screen time? Did they have too much nap time? Not enough nap time? Did they have to follow more instructions than usual at school today? Their bedtime routine could be screwed up from something that was different in their regular schedule from five hours ago. You as the adult are supposed to try to figure out these patterns. It's not always that a child is acting out in the moment because of something in the moment. Something much earlier on could have happened in the day that you have no idea about or something that you do know about but you just didn't put two and two together yet. Now, when you make this apology to your child, I want you to make sure that it is not a half-assed apology. And also, make sure 
that it's not backhanded with criticism about their behavior. Don't give them a, I'm very sorry that I yelled at you to brush your teeth, but if you had gone to do it, then I wouldn't have had to yell. Mm -mm. No, doesn't work like that. You have to give them a real apology. Now, a real apology in this type of a situation can be short and sweet and would sound more like, I'm really sorry that I yelled at you about brushing your teeth. I was really frustrated in that moment and I did not handle that the right way. I'm going to try to work on that in the future. This addresses your side of things with your child. It lets the child know that you messed up. You as the adult messed up. And it also lets them know that your screw-up has nothing to do with them as the child. You should never make your children feel responsible for your reactions and feelings. And now, at this point, now that you have apologized to your child and you're both on a nice level playing field, you guys can talk about what to do in the future should this problem ever arise again. You can both discuss together and have input together on how to treat this situation differently next time. Obviously, these discussions should take into account the age of the child. They should be age-appropriate. You're not going to take advice on this situation from a two- or a three-year-old if they just say, oh, well, if you want me to go brush my teeth, I'll want um, 10 M&Ms. Well, that's not going to fly. So, <laughs> obviously, you want them to feel like they have real input, but maybe you can just help steer them in the right direction. If uh, they tell you they want candy before bed to go brush their teeth, say, no, we can't do that, but how about we have some sort of a timer, like a clock, a five-minute countdown clock, or maybe... Uh, here's a five-minute song that we can play, and by the end of the song, we have to go upstairs. Now, as kids get older and become teenagers, then they will have more input on how to treat these things. When you have a big blowout like this with your teenager, and then you guys come back together and you apologize, maybe that teenager actually has some real insight into how to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And you should actually take that into account and you should actually value their input. And now that you have a plan for the future, should a situation like this ever arise again, the next thing that you should do is reassure your kids that you love them. You never want your child to feel unloved because of a behavior that they have portrayed. You need to reassure them that them as a person and their behaviors are two different things. Them as a person you love. Sometimes their behaviors you aren't so thrilled about, but those are two different things. And you can still love them unconditionally while disagreeing with their behavior. And lastly, learn from your mistakes. As a parent, you're going to make a lot of them, often, most days. But if you just had a conversation with your child about it and you came to some sort of agreement onto how to make this situation go easier next time, put it into practice. Don't make the same mistake over and over again. Do better next time. So, for homework this week, actually has nothing to do with this episode whatsoever, but 
my wife and I just did this for our family and thought it was really fun. So we just came up with a summer bucket list, all the things that we want to do this summer um, before it comes and goes or before we get into it and realize we have no more time because we're already booked up. So I want you to go ahead and make your own summer bucket list, just stuff that you want to do this summer. I believe that if you actually write out a list and think about the things you want to do, it's early enough now that you might actually plan it and do it. So go ahead, make a summer bucket list, see how many you can get crossed off before the summer's over. All right, so as always, remember, improvement over perfection. Perfection.